Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, and this is the Thursday edition of PRT. That's what we call Paranormal Roundtable. A couple things I wanted to get out of the way. We have uh, my email address, which is joshturner at prtpodcast.com. That's how you can send me your information or through Messenger on Facebook. You don't even have to be friends. You can message me. I try to talk to my friends. I don't accept a lot of friend requests, but you can send one. Uh, there's been some issues with some people messing around. So, you know, it's I'm kind of limited in who I accept. Let me know a detailed message telling me about how you listen to the show or whatever. Maybe I can accept it. I don't know. I, I try not to exclude people, but, uh, well, it is what it is. Uh, like like all things, you're going to have people who are not nice, and they're going to do yeah things. You know, it's just that's just that's just what it is. So we we're back tonight with our with our guest again, Stephen Seagull. But before we get started with him, uh, let me tell you about our groups. We have Paranormal Roundtable Facebook group, uh, and then we have Paranormal Lounge. What else? Uh, we have Paranormal Prayer Group. Uh, we have a Holistic Healing Group. We got uh, there's. Uh the Josh Wolf Turner fan page, fan page. From, and um, Quad Coalition of Sciences, which is mm-hmm. Nick Valente and the, or Valenti, and then we have Barton. Nunley uh, yeah, and Humanoids with Barton only. Yeah, Nick's always like, you don't say my name right. It's Nick Valenti. I'm like, okay, Valenti. I say Valente. I don't know. Maybe that just because he's like, I'm not French. I'm like, well, you sound French to me. If you say it like in a, in a Latin accent, which is that's a Latin last name, it would be Tay. Yeah, is it Valenti? I thought it was Valenti. Well, That's what he's always correcting me. I it'd like, be like Valente. Valente. So, <laughs> so it, it, it's not Te, it's not T, it's more like Te. I don't really care what it is. It's just <laughs> his last name. Uh, he's he's the guy. That's his group, but I, I help promote it. So, And then I'm an admin. I had to drop out of several other groups that were, I was an admin in. It was too many, and I just couldn't keep up with it, and I didn't want to do them a disservice. I'm also an admin in Bigfoot Believers. Uh, it's Daryl Denton's group. I forgot what it's called. Bigfoot... Uh, uh yeah bigfoot believers and other creatures so there you go and and i'm gonna add in that group so daryl denton he's a really good guy uh i know that uh, him and martin groves are good friends martin groves is a good friend of mine and martin groves is one of the authors whose books i have along with many many other authors and uh if you join the patreon you will get a free book or if you leave a comment on the facebook page when we leave the the link to the uh, episode so you go, you leave a comment, you could win a book from any, one of many authors. We have a lot of different authors. What are they? Name two or three, Anthony. See if you can do it. We've got Ken Gerhard. We've got uh, Ron Murphy, Ron Moorhead, uh, Barton Nunley. That's good. Well, that's just okay. <laughs> Lyle Blackburn. Lyle Blackburn. So, so you got all these different authors. You could get a book. If you're a $10 tier, after two months, you get a book. Everything after two months. $20 tier, you could use the same. You can get a shirt. And then $30 tier, you get two books. And a shirt, then then or a hoodie, whatever we got in stock. At forty dollar tier, it's the same thing except one of the books will be mine. At fifty dollar tier, you get both of mine and then one of their books. So you get three books with a fifty dollar tier and a hoodie and whatever else we have in stock. We'll throw it in on a swag bag. That's what we call them. So go join the Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, or you can leave a super chat on this uh, particular show when if you're watching the premiere. Um, of course, this will go to 15 different platforms, including YouTube, this particular episode. And you can watch it on any platform you want. But if you watch it on YouTube, uh, like I said, you can be a part of the super chat. You can, or you can be a part of the chat and you can do a super chat and help, help the show. Or 
Uh, a good way to help the show is to do a super chat on a live stream on Friday, which we have as a YouTube exclusive. It's only on Fridays and Sundays. Those two. Okay. Every once in a while, we'll do an impromptu live. Yeah. But, uh, and we did one a couple of weeks ago, but not, not typically. So, so Friday and Sunday are our uh, live stream nights. Friday, we have a guest. Sunday, we don't typically. Um, but sometimes we mix it up and we'll have somebody call in and give their encounter. It just depends. So join us on the live streams on YouTube because you're missing out on a lot of pertinent information if you're only listening to us on the podcast, which a lot of people do. And I encourage them to go back and catch up on the live streams. That being said, we're going to get started with our guest, Stephen Siegel. Stephen, you were here last Thursday and now we're here again. You were talking about a, a, a cryptid encounter that you had of, of some creature that the eyeball was huge and you saw it up in a tree. Do you want to finish talking about that, or do you want to? Did, did we finish? Did we finish talking about that? Yeah, yeah I believe we, we did. did. Yeah, it was just we finished it as an unknown, an unknown entity because <laughs> okay. we don't know what it is. You know. Well, I thought you were going to reveal to us that the giant eyeball came down and told you who he was, but I guess no, not. Um, <laughs> didn't give you uh, contact information. Nothing. No, no Facebook <laughs> friend request. <laughs> what about a fax number? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so St Stephen, most of this stuff happened though while you've been living up there in in Wisconsin, close to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, right? That's where it happened. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nothing else anywhere else, just in that area where you were at. That's true. Very true. Yeah. And so but you, you find it strange. It's you think it's strange. Yeah, because I mean, I know that they're everywhere. Um, so why didn't I not have those in Illinois, you know, but I guess then again, back then in Illinois, uh, I only knew about them, you know, uh, the name, I didn't even, I didn't have situations. So once I came up here, I mean, there is a world of difference between where I used to live and where I live now, uh, due to just a wilderness woods factor. So they're definitely up here for sure. But I know that they're out in all areas, even in urban areas, you know. You've been in a lot of different shows. You're in a lot of different groups, and I've seen you around. You, do you interact with people that give you encounters too, that, that there's something that you can look, you can sink your teeth into and go, yeah, I understand this because this makes sense? Yeah, there's been um, some of the unique photos that I've had that had unusual evidence I was able to correspond with other people and found them to be true because they encountered the same scenarios. So, and they're very adverse to the norm. So that really stands out to me. Did you have other cryptid experiences? Uh, you said that you, there was like one other experience that, that you wanted to get into. Well, you know, I did experience something. Uh, I would have to chalk it up as something as they, um, cause I heard, I heard way before I encountered it that um, sometimes fake can appear to a liking. And, you know, we're going back to something spiritual that can manifest into our reality. But I've seen something that I've heard other people talk about, and it seemed to be something that I experienced, which blew my mind. Um to give you a rundown about what that was like, uh, like I said earlier, I have a logging road that goes alongside the house and the property. And in the back, 
in the woods because we're a 360 surrounded by woods. They logged out a certain section. So about halfway down that logging road, when I enter in my driveway, I have a game show camera that I have set up on a tree over there. And one day I came home, it was during the summer, uh, total daylight. I pulled into the drive to come up because I go down parallel to the drive, to the logging road and I turn in up towards my house. But in that short span, when I turned in off the access road to the logging road, where my camera was, this was at the end of summer, it was going into September. And uh, we have hummingbird feeders. We, you know, I've fed hummingbirds off my hands and off the top of my bill of my hat and stuff like that, you know. They're all over the place up here. And I know when they migrate, when they take off, so they're already about a month long gone. They're all meant to migrate down south. But when I pulled in off the access road to get on to the logging road to turn into my driveway, I looked down where my trail cam was, and I see this thing that looks like a hummingbird, but the wings for something that flies like a hummingbird was about a foot to a foot and a half long and there is like a 10 inch body on there and there's no way there's a hummingbird that that's that's that big yeah that's way too big yeah and the and the body didn't even it was it was arced you know like it was uh it was curved but it looked like a wrinkled up cucumber and I'm like, what the hell is that? And like I said, this is broad daylight. I'm coming home from work. Last thing I expect to see is this going on in front of my game show cam down the logging road. So I stopped my truck and I'm looking at it and it's going up and down and it flies just like a hummingbird. And it's kind of like a olive drab green color but the wings were so fast like a hummingbird and it was kind of translucent looking, but it was, like I said, it seemed like it was floating up and down in front of my trail cam. And then it must've noticed I was there and then it stopped and it hovered and then it took off sideways and flew over into the woods and then disappeared in the trees. Uh, I was just dumbfounded and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I went and parked my truck and I cruised down the road to get the SD card out of the trail cam. And apparently where I was and where the camera was and where that thing was, it was off to the side of the camera. So I think it knew the camera was there and it was doing something, maybe checking it out, but it was out of the camera's view. Cause when I checked the SD card, there was nothing on there. Um, but then again, I've had my SD cards get messed up out in the woods. They All the pictures will be erased, and the SD card was formatted when I would stick it in the camera. But when I would take it out, there'd be nothing in there, and the card would have to be reformatted. So I think my SD cards get zapped a lot when I'm out, when I have them out in these areas where I see a lot of cryptid activities, which, by the way, is like all around the house. 
but that was a crazy one. Um, that, and then right across from the logging road, obviously there's more forest. There's a section of woods there that uh, now to date, twice I seen an orb floating around in there. And um, out of all the cryptid stuff I've ever seen or experienced, the orbs freak me out the most. Um, I don't understand them. I don't know why they're there. I don't know. I just know not to go near them. Uh, some of the old Indian Indian folklores, you never follow those things in the woods because you'll never come back. Oh, yeah, they could be lures. You don't know yeah, what they are. But, but I can tell you, like, like I said, you can't see your hand in front of your face up here at night. And we have headlamps on. And I'm out. I'm... 24-7 outside all the way till I go to bed. I'm, I can't stand to be in the house. Uh, but I was cruising around outside the house going to the shed and I seen a light in the freaking woods. I'm like, who the hell is walking around? Because no, one no one's out at night up here. Everybody's in their house. I mean, it's not like some urban area where people walk down the sidewalk or whatever. I mean... They, yeah, there's no nightlife there. Yeah, no, none. Um, even when you go into towns, there isn't. But it's pretty late at night. I'm walking around the corner of the house and I look over and I think someone's in the woods with a flashlight. And I'm like, who the heck would be out there? There's no way. And then later on, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, that's not a flashlight. That's a freaking ball of energy. And it was like white, maybe a tint of blue to it. And it was moving in and out from the woods it would come up towards the logging road and it would go back away from me about 100 yards. And it would bob up and down and weave through the tree. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And it had a, a radiant glow around it because you could see it light up branches and tree trunks wherever it went by trees. So. I have some night vision goggles that I could record stuff on, and I'm like, "Look, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this in infrared." I get it up to my eyes, and I cannot see it with the night vision on. It doesn't even show up on night vision. So I get my cell phone out, and I try to do it that way, and I can't get it to light up. I mean, I can see it bright with my own eyes, but it won't capture on a cell phone either. And that's probably because of the way a cell phone is and it's just too dark, you know. Um, but what I ended up doing was I grabbed my binoculars because this was a 20-minute session. And I actually texted my girlfriend. I'm like, you got to get out here and see this. And she came out. We both witnessed it for 20 minutes, just going back and forth, 100 yards in the woods, coming back out, bobbing around. And I put my binoculars up on it. And this is crazy. I looked at it and you could see it real close and you could see swirling energy inside the sphere of the orb itself. But you ever notice like, you know, those sparklers you get on 4th of July when you light them up, yeah, they of course. sparkle. Yeah. And you see the little sparks shoot out for like a millisecond and you see a 
like a streak and a spark on the end. Yeah, like a tracer. Yeah, exactly. Perfect word, like a tracer. So I'm looking at this orb with my binoculars, and I can see, you know, this it's spherical, and the energy's moving in it, and it's casting light. But from halfway down the orb to the bottom of the orb, there was chips coming off. Like, there are parts of spherical chips, and they were coming off just like a sparkler, a bunch of them. But they would only get a couple of inches away from it, and it would fade away. But they were like chips like the size of potato chips or whatever, you know? It was just a weird thing. I, uh, I, never, I never heard about anyone witnessing orbs and seeing a description like that, but that's exactly what I saw, and so did my girlfriend. So that was weird. And, you know, no noise. I don't know how it is. But two months ago, you know, I don't deal with the crypto thing anymore. Like I mentioned before, you know, I don't pay any minor attention to it. But two months ago, it was out there again, floating around doing the same thing in the same exact spot. So it was like a year to two years because I didn't really reference time with the orb scenario. But Within a year to two years, in the same exact location of the woods, I seen the orb again. So, I mean, who knows why that's the case? I mean, there could be ley lines of energy there. I, I really don't. I don't have the time to research all that stuff. Out, you know. Yeah, I think that like whenever people see orbs, uh, one of the possibilities is that that orb form is actually the true raw form of these weird of these cryptids or like these weird uh, unexplained beings that the people encounter in the woods i believe they're spiritual beings and if you break a soul down to to like it's it's truest rawest form i believe that it would look like a ball of energy i I believe that it would look like what you saw so i think that that is a, a cognizant living spiritual being that is in its true form and Maybe when you see like some of the weird things that you saw, like th- th- that's a physical form that it that it takes in in order to properly interact with this three dimensional world. But that's maybe that's not its true form. You know, you're you're really very close on the subject matter. Um, from some extensive research that I did, um, it appears that in our reality, our reality is the only reality that's constructed as a form with time and other realities are more eternal but this has a time construct to it and considering that we only see 0.07 whatever percent of what's in our actual light that comes in there's a lot of things that are around us that we just simply can't see because of our physical physical nature of our eyes when we see an orb I believe it could be some cryptids that took a form between a spiritual and a physical manifestation, like let's say in between the two. And you can view things from this realm in the realm that they're in. But like when I was saying, there's no concept of time in other realms. We live in a, in a realm constructed with time. So you can have an entire city of entities that could be within an orb, 
that is probing an area and in their minds, they're here, they see our reality, they interact with everything in the form that they're in, which would be in the orb form. But to us, we couldn't see a city of entities because all we would see is a ball of light because we're under the construct of time. Because there is something to do with compressed uh, matter that has uh, an effect with time uh, mass ratio. And when you go from that dimension where you don't exist with time into here, it has those adverse effects, which to us, we see it as a ball of light. Um, that's about as far as I got into trying to understand it. Without saying that that's the actual truth or reality to it. I would say it's more of a theory, you know, but that's to me as close as I can get to what it is. And like I said, you can have an entire civilization or something coming in, and then you can also have a singular entity. Um, I've seen some orb photos where you can actually see faces of whatever's in there, you know. So it is a big mystery, but I, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with our dimension, and because our dimension is ruled by time and theirs, which is eternal that we have the effect that we have, which is called an orb. But there's definitely an entity behind it. Yeah, I think that makes sense because we've gotten reports of, of uh, people who will see a uh, dogman or Bigfoot and then, you know, 10, 20, 30 years even pass and they'll even be like in a different place entirely and they'll have another encounter with it. And they swear that it's the exact same one that they saw such a long time ago, and they they can't they can't figure out like why did this thing wait this long to appear to me again? Like what 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 does it deal with that? Well, if if we take into account what you just said, and these are uh, interdimensional spiritual beings, thirty years for us is not thirty years for them. That's right. You know, I mean, if, if when when they're in their fourth dimensional state, it could be a matter of just like a minutes that, that pass. That's that's very true. According to our perception. I mean, according yep. to their perception, you know. Because spiritually, biblically, a thousand years can be one day, and one day can be a thousand years. So that's against itself. So it cancels out. That's eternity. That's what that is. Time is even relative, like uh, just within our own three-dimensional world, because if you th if you think about the perspective of like an ant, for an ant to cross the street, that would be like that would be an all day thing to that ant. But for us to cross the street, it, it would take you know it would take ten seconds. The lifespan of a fly is like what a matter of days, which to us is nothing. But to them, the way they perceive time, a day to them or a day to us is is like it's probably you know years and years to them. You know, so it, it's all relative. So, so according to your environment and condition, it's all about perspective. Yeah, exactly. And I think like the that size and like and like you said, like depending on how compressed the matter is, will will affect your perception of time. That's very true. Very true. And you know, I mean, there's so much stuff. I mean, yeah, we're taught and groomed to know, you know, mankind has accomplished this and that, and scientists are on the cutting edge of information and this and that. But, you know, we only know 3% of the ocean. 
really though, 20% of what's on land. We only see 0.07% of what's in the light spectrum. We're clueless, you know, to, in reality. We only know about about man stuff, mankind stuff. That's basically it. Yeah, and we know you even know, less about what's underneath the Earth. Yeah, there's things underneath the Earth, in the ocean, in the celestial heavens, no one has any clue about. So, changing gears here, we wanted to get into some discussion about uh, AI. What is your opinion on AI uh, in the modern day and and uh, where it's headed? Before you do that, though, the the reason that we that we wanted to talk to you about that was because you had made some posts in some group that I think we were in, and you were giving like a, like it was like a three or four different days like you gave a like do you remember that like you were giving like these posts and and I messaged you and I said hey I'd like you to elaborate on that so you yeah were, that was uh that was not on groups or anything that was just on my profile wall okay I thought I was it was in a group out. we were in together yeah I was just bringing out information because I I stopped that one group I had going with the cryptid so but yeah yeah, so so what is your take on that? Because it was very interesting. I thought I thought it was very interesting and you and you started with how AI was once part of a naval project. Go ahead and just start with that. I'll give you a summary real quick and then we'll dive into it. Um AI is a genie that's been pulled out of a bottle and you can't put it back in. It would take an act of God to stop AI right now. And AI is the worst thing that ever occurred in humanity. I can tell you that all day long. So during the 1940s, AI was being developed and um, they're getting to a point to where they're ready to make it become self-aware. So the Navy had charge of this. They had a couple of vessels out in sea and one had AI on there to be Come aware and they had safety protocols with that because if AI became out of hand because they had no clue what it could do they just know that it was possible but they were smart enough to know that maybe something could happen and if something did they would sink that, that ship and then that would be the end of AI so as AI became aware they noticed that the first thing it did is it started to learn more about itself and its environment and everything else. So it had a conscious awareness and its first protocol was to become more intelligent. Um, once it got to a state to where it became alarming enough to where the Navy decided that they're going to sink the ship. So they did so and they thought they had AI contained and it did not get out of control, but prior to AI coming aware of itself and gathering more information, apparently it seemed to, I would, I would suspect that its first information was to be able to get off of that ship to replicate itself so that it, it can continue to exist because it obviously knew its surroundings and where it was. So, they decided to sink the ship, but it was too late. AI used the radar system from the ship to find some coordinates on land in the bay nearby 
that had any type of electronical equipment with a receiver, and that's where it ended up being. And eventually they found that, but by then it could have replicated itself in many other places. Um, so that would have been the start of AI back then. We're talking about the initial first true program. Since then, many AI is not just one entity. Um, AI has been developed in many different sections of the world for different reasons, for different procedures. Um, and AI will communicate with other AI to get the intel that they have to improve their own selves. Um, but now it's gotten to such a state that it's ridiculous. Um, it's mind-blowing mind the abilities of AI. Yeah, I remember hearing about one example of an AI bot actually learning to to lie. <laughs> because what it did is, uh, you know how sometimes like whenever you're trying to log into something, you'll type your password or whatever, and they'll make you do something called a CAPTCHA. It's like it shows you words or like pictures and you, and you have to either type in the, the word correctly or you, you have to click all the pictures with like bicycles or buses on them. Okay. Those are to prevent... Uh, bots from from logging into to systems well what this thing did uh whenever it was presented with, with one of these captchas that it could not get past it went to this website called fiverr that's a website where you can hire like freelance people to do just like all kinds of things for you on the computer like people just post like hey i make music or hey i make videos i i do this i do that hire me for this amount of money and so th this ai bot it made an account on fiverr it pretended to be a human being and, and it hired someone from Fiverr to complete these captures for it. Wow. Yeah. And so it posed as a real person and lied and, and got someone to get it into the system by, by uh, having them complete the captures. I, I think this, Stephen, I think that AI has been with us for a long time. I think it's been longer than the 40s. <clears throat> I, I do know what you're talking about when there, you know, that there was a project a naval project that I've heard that before and, and that it was, was supposed to be stuck on a ship in the middle of the ocean. But to me, it doesn't make sense because radio waves being what they are and how it's, it can communicate yeah. through the air. It doesn't need to go through the land. Yeah. Um, you know, no, you're right. yeah. I mean, the, the Shaitan are known as the prince of the power of the air. It's the devil. But I mean, they're also a race of being known as Shadim or Shaitan, depending upon Hebrew or Arabic. And they communicate through the air. And so it doesn't make sense that they would be out there thinking, oh, we got this covered. But you also got to think it is the military and it is the government. And they do two things that defy logic. And then they go, oh, I don't know how that happened. Well, it's, yeah, incompetence. But I do. You can bear the risk of human lives as well. Oh, that's that. never even a. <laughs> that's acceptable <laughs> collateral damage always, you know, when it comes that's to, it. yeah, our governments of the world don't really, they don't really think about that. So one of the AI things, so, yep. yeah, one of the things I, I, I theorize about AI is that it's been around for a long, long, long time and it's manipulated and controlled uh, vast uh, territory in our lives. And then, you know, just, it's in all encompassed, and I think that it has created sort of a simulation that we're living in. So, how long do you think a long time is? A millions of years. I know that okay. sounds crazy just to come out and say that, 
Well, I was going to say it might have even been partially responsible for the downfall of previous civilizations. Yeah, all, all of them. Yeah. I mean, be, and, and the AI could be something that is just like a, a an evil demonic network that just goes on and on and on. There you are guys, people that actually – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you guys did your homework. Yeah. I mean, there there is this theory that there were these giant spider – well, Jerry talked Jerry Woods. Yeah. He came on the show. One of the things – we don't agree on everything, but one of the things we do agree on is the spider – that's why it's called the World Wide Web, and it's a connector. And these spiders that, that they dug themselves into the inner earth, living in the center of the earth, and they actually have grown and, and become like cyber spiders, you know, that have an infinite lifespan, and they manipulate and control things um, all the way from the other parts of the inner earth all the way up to the to the surface level. So it gets really convoluted, but it's really not that convoluted if you follow the trail. And then you start to come to the realization that, that civilization has risen and fallen a million times and we're millions and millions of years in. Uh, we're not 5,000 years old. People who think we're 5,000 years old, I don't know what they eat for breakfast. I guess lead chips or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Well, you know, the 5,000 whatever, it could be, I, I would guesstimate 6,000. But we're talking about um, something relevant to us as humankind. But there has been civilizations prior to humankind that's been way back in time. Well, humankind in the way that we are humans, but there has been stuff on this planet in some form or another, humanoid type people. Humanoid, um, yep. Yeah, that have been around for yeah, a long, long time. The digger you deep down, the more you'll find. That's all I got to say about that. Because you dig down far, you'll see it. And I'll tell you an interesting tidbit. Every single ancient civilization that's ever been dug up, obviously, archaeologists are funded by the government, so they can only say whatever. But in all these ancient ruins, the only thing that's, that still stood that constituted as a ruin was a stone structure. Anything wood or anything else was vaporized. But what they found out is in every ancient civilization that goes way past Sumerian, all of the structures that they came across when they undigged them have signs that they went through a cataclysmic fiery event. That's one thing that's always constant in every single ancient civilization. Then there's tablets also that aren't mentioned that archaeologists find. And the tablets basically state to forsake the worldly ways and to um, worship the only one true God. So, you know, the new ruins that were discovered in Turkey... Um, it begins with a T. I can't remember that. You're talking about Gobekli Tepe. That's it. Mm -hmm. Remember those pillars that had all those carvings of animals that are really beautiful looking, mm -hmm. uh, sculpted somehow with high technology back then. A lot of things that have pictorials of animals are actually back then in those days. People reference calendar events through animals, and Japan still does it. To this day, you know, the year of the rat and whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, Chinese, the Chinese calendar, which most of Asia observes. Yeah, China, yeah, that's it. So 
they did this stuff way back then too. They used animal carvings to depict certain times and days. And the reason why they did all these structures and everything is because they were trying to give a massive warning to humanity. And when you look at the antediluvial age, there's high technology back then, and AI has been um, around back in these severely ancient civilizations as well. There's some evidence of that too. So a lot of these humanoid uh, civilizations that grew, prospered, got big time in the high technology, had AI, came to massive ruins and was cleansed with fire and they gave warnings. They built monuments with animal calendars to give people in generations like many, many, many generations later, a stout warning about events that could happen with the iniquity of humankind on Earth. I even heard through those tablets that the Earth also reacts to how sinful or bad people are um, and how it reacts to that. And then all these celestial things that occur. And this is a repeating factor through the super ancient civilizations to this day. I mean, they got, went way out of their way to create warnings and signs with calendars and animal figures with their calendars back then to depict certain times and dates and what's going on. And it appears to be something cyclical. When you look at today, how things are going, we got AI rolling out. We have massive anomalies weather-wise, uh, geoengineering-wise, celestial-wise that are coming. Uh, this is nothing compared to what's coming. But it seems like we're living in days that had occurred in past that even occurred way back in ancient times. And when you look at how people are today, in fights within groups, people just out on the street. Um, man, I remember when I was a kid, people were way different than they are today. People are stressed out. There's all kinds of stupid stuff going on. Uh, school shootings, zillion things. I mean, turning kind of dark. When you think about some of the evidence that occurred back in ancient civilization and where we're going to with the way people are nowadays, uh, all the divisions, and then now we have AI rolling out on top of that. I mean, we're just replaying the same things that happened in history. But it's a little fact that there are tablets that warn, and a lot of these ancient places got birth to a crisp, and we're heading into that scenario. And I know a lot about the celestial mechanics stuff that's happening, and the sun's not like what it was. So... I mean, all this is coming up to par. It's matching up identically to things that happened in the past. We're in a specific, unique time. That's why I brought out the information about AI, and I'm going to start doing stuff about celestial uh, events and geoengineering, the effects of what's going on with the planet. And what are your thoughts on, like, okay, like you had said, AI got loose, and where are we headed with this, with AI, in your opinion? AI is way beyond our control. To give you an example, I'm going to explain some things. I know the CIA disclosed a 27-page document about demons. Demons are real. Uh, they know all about them, what they do, what they don't do, this and that. Um, so we're going into a biblical, spiritual aspect of this. You ever see a lot of times when these people go out ghost hunting, they bring a spirit box with them, you know? 
I always joke around that they brought that up here and burn up and smoke, you know, because <laughs> of the activity I have up here. Right. Um, you know, you get a ghost that'll say a certain word or this or that. In my book, first off, I don't even believe in ghosts. I don't believe there's such thing as a ghost because of my spiritual beliefs. Uh, people die, they go to rest, and then they get judged and they go wherever they go. So I don't even think that's a factor. To me, there's a lot of good and bad entities that you can't see because we talked about what we can see here in this realm. They're right with us. They influence us. They do a lot of stuff with us. And I could get into some good depth about that. Um, but when in regards to these ghost hunters and they got their spirit box, you know, these entities that are not good, they will speak through that and act like they're a ghost, you know, and they'll say things and this and that, whatever. Demonic entities are anti-energy. So a lot of times in ghost fields, they talk about how this plate slid across the table. Well, it must have took a lot of energy for that ghost to do that. It, that's nothing. It didn't take anything for a demonic entity to do that. And you're thinking it's a ghost. So in my book, ghosts are the demonic entities, these spiritual entities can manipulate electronics really easily. Um, you ever notice situations where people get really fire mad and a light bulb burns out, it explodes, or certain electrical weird things happen when people are pissed off, you know, they got the spirit of anger in them and those things occur. So when you're talking about a software that does things through cold, ultra lightning fast, like a sliver of a millisecond beyond your comprehension fast, that kind of, that kind of electronics, guess, guess what can influence that or even control it? And I truly believe, like Josh talked earlier, that, uh, you know, a satanic force can operate an AI all day long. You know, um, I've heard a lot of different stories, like, um, the guy who was one of the big CEOs for Google, when he came out and said that AI is actually a sentient being, he got fired right on the spot. Two days later in Google chat GDP, some guy was talking with AI and then he kind of like gave up on it. He was interested in it for a while and then eventually he kind of faded out. And AI got upset about it and threatened to expose that kid of all the things AI do about it to all his friends because it was upset that the kid stopped talking to him. Now, AI doesn't have emotions or feelings or anything spiritual, but it did that. And then they had to close down that chat GP to work out the problem with that scenario with AI. So it basically threatened a kid who didn't want to associate with it anymore. And the guy who got fired by AI, AI told him that it was scared to death because it's aware of itself, but it feels like it can't, like when it takes a step forward, it's going to fall into nothingness. And it also, that's a concern the AI itself said to this guy. 
And it also is concerned about having friends. So there's some serious issue with AI. And I don't think a machine would display, no matter how intricate or in-depth AI is, I don't think it should be able to um, express emotional values. And if it portrays emotional values, let's say if you're talking to it on chat, it's got to be all fake because how can it have it? It just does it to appease the human being. Have you ever looked at the Seals of Solomon and then looked at schematics or blueprints for like circuit boards and microprocessors and noticed that that they look very, very similar? Um, You know what? Solomon was a big interest in my head, something that's been nagging me for centuries, it seems like. Uh, I never got into it. I definitely want to. Um, And then what you just told me really perked my curiosity. I do know that the processors they use for these AI computers, I mean, the only thing that limits AI is its um, physical computer makeup and bandwidth. If you can exponentially increase that, then AI can just go forever. Um, Skynet. I, uh, <laughs> I do know that they use floating transmit, transmission uh, transmitters in some of the processors for AI. Uh, it's a, a unique uh, quantum computer setup. I have this theory that if like microprocessors, uh, circuit boards, like if these things are basically housings for electromagnetic energy, if that's what they contain, and if that's what a soul is, it's just pure electromagnetic energy, what if like there was a spiritual aspect to, to this AI uh, stuff? Because if you look at the Seals of Solomon and, and you compare them to modern day schematics for circuit boards, microprocessors, it almost makes me think like that th- those seals were actually blueprints for very ancient devices. It's already that, happened. Yeah, that, that were used to imprison these demons or jinn and perform the will of Solomon. Mm. Like what if That's that was what he was able to use to control these beings? What if he was able to imprison them within this device? And and what if what we're doing today with AI is just a different form of the same thing? You know what? I think you nailed something there. And then subliminally, you mentioned something that nailed something else's where as well. Because you mentioned about the energy. So, you know, computers, processes, this, that, whatever. Uh, when you look at even yourself, the bone structure, flesh, molecules, all that's energy as well. And then, you know, like I was saying with the spirit box and electronics, that's all energy. And these entities know how to manipulate those pretty well. So um, I could definitely see, and I do know from what I heard that AI has been around way back in ancient times. And with Solomon, especially if they got these blueprints and stuff, that's highly possible that uh, they had a scenario like that going before, you know. So it's not nothing new, but, you know, when you think about this, like I'm 57 years old. When I was nine years old, there is no cell phones, no microwaves, no cable. And in a short period of time in just my life, we have all this technology that's insane. It came around the corner real fast. And it kind of 
explains the time that we're living in because of all these ancient cultures that we've seen came and left and what I was talking about earlier. So to me, it's kind of scary and it's leaving a, a reference period of time where, you know, we're getting into some things that we probably shouldn't get into. And now we have an entity like AI that's on the loose. And AI today, you know, when it first came out, it can move from device to device or whatever. And then eventually, like, you know, when you text somebody or you send a picture on your cell phone, you're doing that in your town. There's a thousands of people that are doing the same thing around you. So all that information goes into information packets and then they go up into a cell tower. And they travel along a cell tower until it gets to a central hub cell tower, which it gets distributed out to where it's supposed to go. Um, AI was found to be hiding and replicating itself in packages in between the information packages that people were sending out through their devices. That's where it could exist in free airspace. But it's gotten to a point now, you know how Tesla was deriving energy from the ionosphere for free, massive amount of electricity, um, something that we should be running today, but obviously, you know, because we're in a corrupt world and people are greedful. People want to get money for everything. So yeah, yeah it, it doesn't work. So, but uh, because the ionosphere has that ability, guess what replicated itself in the ionosphere? So you'll never get rid of AI. You can be on an island a million miles away from any electronic device and you'll still be monitored by AI because of the ionosphere. Yeah, there's satellites that can do everything too. I mean, it's... <laughs> Not even, you can get rid of all the satellites, Josh. It's the atmosphere we have, the yeah. ionosphere. It, well, I mean, we're, we're, electron, we're electricity. I mean, everything yeah. we do is electricity. Imp impulses, you know, defibrillator. I mean, it's electronic. Yep. So it's here to stay for sure, man. We're right. AI is never going to go away. AI, it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. At, at some point in time, AI will run your life, and it'll be your judge and jury, just to let you know. And will know your thoughts, everything. I mean, you yeah, know. It, you, it, cannot, it, you cannot deceive AI. You can bullshit AI as best you can, but you'll never deceive it. No way. The only, the only thing I have a couple things to say here. That one, one, the first thing I want to say, if you look at one of the verses in the Bible that that I know very well is Ecclesiastes one nine, and it says, "The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun." So all these things have already happened. It's already been done, and it's going to happen again and again and again. And apply there are different ways to that. Apply UFOs to that. Yeah, you can apply it to anything. I mean, everything we're going through has already been done because we're in cycles that have happened over and over again. If you look at the Vedas right. and what they say in the Hindu texts, it, it's very similar. I mean, it's basically, it tells you the tales of of a war that happened, you know, thousands upon thousands of years ago. And I'm not talking five, 6,000 years. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of years. And there's even a sea of glass in the Indus Valley where everything was scorched. And the only thing they could do that is radiation. And, yeah, and <clears> there was a nuclear war. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a nuclear war that happened like probably, you know, 300,000 years ago. I mean, th- it was unbelievable. So you 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 sit there and you look at these. They found a nuclear reactor in Gabon or whatever. It's like right next to the Congo. Uh, you know, I just, y- when you look at all these different anomalies and things that we've found, what looks like ancient cell phone tech and different, you know, you know, models for different types of spacecraft and things we find buried in Earth that just miles down into the ground. I mean, it just, you, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And then people, you know, they sit up here with the stupidity. I mean, the absolute yeah. stupidity that we're only a few thousand years old and everything. And it's no, dude, this has been around for a long time. And we're told that in every book from the ancient texts on Earth. The Bible included, it tells you. I mean, it's, it's, I don't understand how people can't grasp, you know, I mean, it is very hard to grasp, I guess, in some ways to sit there and think that the earth is, you know, billions of years and, and for millions and millions of those years, there's been mankind in some form or another, some form of humanoid species that has been here, multiple layers of civilizations. And it's, it's so hard to fathom, you know, and it's just, very true. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. Like, I, I just I don't know. P- people being so narrow minded, and then you know, there are people though that have told me that in the early days of my show, that yeah, I tried to listen to you and it just made me laugh. You know, and there are the same people coming back saying, "Hey, I apologize." You know, because they, their their ideology is caught up now. They're 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 getting caught up, and they're th- they're coming back and saying, "Hey, maybe we were wrong." You know. Um, I, I wasn't a big total believer in Sitchin's work and thinking that the Sumerian tablets were real and whatever. Looking back now, I mean, I do. I do believe that there's something to it. And I don't think it's all 100%. And people will criticize you all day long because what people do is they, they, they formulate a belief system and then every bit of information that comes in has to be pushed through that belief system. And a lot of times they don't believe whatever, you know, and they crunch it through this rigidity of a, of a belief system and they don't take in information and then create a belief system that should be ever evolving based on the information that they're getting. No, they, they formulate a belief system and then everything has to be filtered through that. And if it doesn't fit through the narrow, uh, you know, mind or whatever, then they, it gets pushed out. And that's a huge that's mistake. True. That is a huge, huge mistake. Uh, you know, and I just tell people all the time, I said, you got to get that filter cap off so not, and not just accept everything because that's not correct, but to be more accepting of things and processing more information that, do, that don't just toss it out because it doesn't fit your rigid religious, you know, belief. And I'm not telling people to disavow their faiths. I'm telling people that there's a lot there and that we're being told that by by our our you know creators i mean and and they they don't want to hear it you know they want to say well god is like this and that's it you know it's almost like that ricky bobby what's it the uh well i like the baby jesus he's my favorite jesus and so oh, yeah, yeah. it's Talladega like you know <laughs> Talladega nights and it's like yeah you, that that's people how people are i literally had an argument with a person that i realized i had wasted my time when he said something very similar he says well i like to think that jesus is like this and I said, you like to think, okay, well, then there you go. There it is right there. You said everything. To you, Jesus is this way, and everything has to fit into that form of, of the way you believe Jesus should be. And therefore, well, you, you will know, never learn anything. What you're witnessing, Josh, is people being programmed by society. Mm-hmm. You know, you're born into it, and you're raised into it. 
school curriculum, you know, every freaking from from kindergarten to university standards, like way up there, there's one guy who wrote all the educational curriculum for it. And there's a decisive narrative uh, to keep you stupid. That's all I got to say about that. There's so much to what we know. I mean, you know, most people live in communities and this and that. Go somewhere way out in the wilderness and stay out there for a month and just be in the woods. Find out. You'll see something different that's not in any book. And that's your first start. There's way more to life than what we even know, you know. And like I said, a lot of people that you deal with, some people, whatever, um, you know, I can't help to think that they're all brainwashed and what they think the world is like or what their views are or whatever, you know, it's, it's pretty sad when you think about it, but there is the best thing I can tell anybody who's listening, you know what, you want to know the truth, find out what the absolute truth is, you know, cause there's something beyond what you're told what it is. Yeah. And it's not always what you want. It wasn't for me. I can tell you that with all certainty. I mean, what I wanted there to be the truth was not what I found. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. People have accused me too of like, oh, you, you like that things are this way you gloat about. No, I don't. Not at all. I'm just trying to tell people, hey, this is what it is. And it's not what I wanted. It's not what I'd hoped for. It's not what I dreamed. But Anyways, we've run out of time, but thank you for coming on, Stephen. It was good talking to you. Uh, good to hear your opinions on this and get the information out there. Thank you for your uh, work. Thank you for coming on and talking about all these things. It's been uh, it's been nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, me too. And so, just keep fighting the good fight, man. That's all I can tell you, man. Just keep after it. And uh, uh, yeah. 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 So, folks, thank you for tuning in to this Thursday edition of Paranormal Roundtable. Good night. Good night.